passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, we were recording, guys. Is it too late for Dylan Moore to Screenshot. make the All-Star team? It is. Uh, that was my bold prediction. Okay, quiet. Here we go. Uh, what up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks on the other side of the track, speak easy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast. Or maybe you're checking this out on YouTube or our socials. Once again, thank you for liking, subscribing and following. If you're just listening to this for your first time and you haven't done that, go ahead and do that. If not, all right, I get it. Just come back tomorrow. We'll have more stuff or later on in the week. Anyways, uh, we are down here live at Tacos and Tequila on Occidental following the Mariners and Tampa Bay Rays series that the Mariners, you know, just took two of three. Uh, Does that mean we're going to sweep under the rug what happened on um, Friday night? No, we are not. But we'll get to that in just one second. Uh, you're listening to this, you know, maybe uh, the day before 4th of July or over 4th of July. It's not a weekend. It's a weekday. But uh, we just want to salute uh, the troops and uh, all the people overseas fighting for us and defending us and uh, just all those great Americans out there. We're saluting you. Uh, <laughs> is that what you say for 4th of July? I don't know. Um, anyways, with me, if you're watching on YouTube right now, we got... The ninja, the stadium ninja, the fishing ninja. All he's got a whole bunch of. He's a ninja of a lot of things. And we got Hanno up in Edmonds. Uh, what's going on, Hanno? Hey boys, how's the how's today going for you down there? How's Occidental? It it actually it was a little. It, 
the party atmosphere or the pregame atmosphere and the postgame atmosphere was a little bit a little bit tame. It definitely it had the vibes of no excitement as you would expect. Um, but uh, inside the stadium, it was really, really electric today on Sunday. What do you think, Ninja? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is they put put down the new blacktop out here. It looks really nice. It's, it's wonderful. It does. They have uh, repaved Occidental. Uh, they, they put some definite finishing touches here. For, for the all-star break the eyes of the major league are here so first things first let's let's uh let's clean up occidental um how yeah. was the uh so what's going on how was the broadcast uh for today or the series you know i know you're up there in the studio yeah it was uh really nice to see the mariners come back uh today in the uh rubber match of the series i mean it was nice to see them finally, you know, come back and face some adversity and do something, you know, to uh, get back in the game. It's the first time all year I've seen them do this. So, yeah, great win for the Mariners. I bet it was exciting to be down there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, walked in a little bit late. We had some friends of ours from uh, college down in California. Uh, they happen to be Oakland A's fans. Actually, a mixture of Oakland A's and uh, – San Francisco Giants fan, first time up here in Seattle watching the games, and uh, you know the stadium did not um, did not disappoint them. And but I will say, when we were walking in, about what second inning or third inning, <laughs> or by the time they got in there, it was six to one. And sitting up in the bleachers in the one eighty section, frying in the sun, it, I I definitely was back in that low point. And then, you know, they matched the Rays with four runs that inning. We, Yeah, I can't remember where we've seen this this season, especially where, where the stakes are this high. Yeah, they haven't shown this at all this season. It's very reminiscent of last year um, with them being able to come back. I mean, especially after the first game of this series where, um, you know, Bams got off to a big lead and then, uh, the Rays scored a bunch, and you just knew they wouldn't come back. And that's the feeling I had earlier today when they were down. It's like, oh, this baby's over. I even, you know, texted you saying that this baby's over. So uh, something we haven't seen all year is some fight in these guys. So it was really yes. nice to see. It, w it was nice to see uh, Ninja. Yeah, I mean, they scored four. We came back scored four more right on you know right after that so it's nice to see yeah i can't i can't even, yeah uh when was the last time that happened when was the last uh come behind come from behind victory or more than three or four runs that we've had this year it was uh yeah nice to see what what was nice to see i would say there were some things that i wish i could have saw more of that yes the scoring seemed to be back and forth hot and heavy there in the first three four frames and then it slowed down and uh we did not give up any more runs credit to castillo who did not have his best stuff uh mariners have an extended inning where they put up four runs after tampa bay does of course we had the collision which we'll get into that in one second but it, i feel like it definitely gave him a chance to 
reset himself. And you know, with any ace, any all-star pitcher, which, you know, Luis Castillo is um, officially, uh, you, you give them a second to snap out of it after they've been punched in the nose and, and you don't take them out and you don't, you don't, you know, I guess I'll use the word. You don't kill them right there. They're going to come back and they're, and you're, and you're going to, uh, you know, regret it. And the Mariners have been on the other side of that. We've seen this happen where the Mariners can get to an ACE and they can't deliver that knockout blow. And then the other team, you know, picks them up and then they come back out there and they look like an ACE the next couple innings. And that's what Luis Castillo looked like today. So, you know, credit, to him and of course the uh, bullpen that you know was perfect the the rest of the way and you know you get you get the you get the home run from Murphy you also saw a bases loaded situation that you're like oh man not another one of these again and you know the baseball gods were looking out for us and uh, plunked uh, <laughs> Caballero right there and you bring in Seawald and, uh, you know, Munoz had a, a bounce back from uh, what happened on Friday night. And the bullpen and the Mariners pitching staff in, in general had a, had a bounce back late in this game. And so, you know, it definitely has that peaches and creams feel if you're if you're just comp- uh, compartmentalizing this game. Hanno? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I it was a tough game. I mean, Luis Castillo, like you mentioned, gave up that first inning home run. Uh, ball way inside on that. Uh, a Rosarina, I mean, it wasn't even a strike. Most guys aren't able to be able to get the barrel that far inside and then keep it fair. So you got to tip your cap to him. But then, you know, as the game starts going along, you got, a, you got an error by Caballero, which actually France, in my opinion, should have came up with um, on the scoop. It was a short hop. And, you know, help out your boy. And then, you know, later that inning, J.P. Crawford, uh, routine ground ball, came up, gathered, kind of dropped his arm, slot, threw a tie where he couldn't get down in time. Uh, Then, you know, same inning, uh, another ball hit to J.P. in the hole. It didn't score the run at the time, but you at least think he could have dove and stopped the ball from going in the outfield, especially after making an error. So you're looking at, oh, here, same old Mariners. You know, they can't play a clean game, let alone a clean inning. So that was frustrating. And then, you know, like you mentioned, Casillo uh, settled down, um, gave you a great outing. The Mariners, you know, I came – all the way real close to bat and put a big inning up. So that unthinkable win from this Mariner club. I haven't seen anything like this all year. Very yeah. surprised and happy. Yes. And yesterday's uh, win also was of the good variety, getting out there, um, continuing to add on. We haven't seen a lot of that this year. Uh, so that was another good game. Uh, we're working backwards because we want to, you know, we're, we're still going to reprimand them for what happened on Friday. We're getting to it. We're sticking with all the positive stuff. Game two, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, great pitching by George Kirby. Um, had a no, hadn't given up a hit for most of the game. 
other than that two-run homer or, you know, base hit and then a two-run homer, he was fantastic. And the Mariners uh, hit the ball that game. So, uh, really nice to see. Uh, what else did you see from that game, Ninja, offensively that was so successful for the Mariners? Yeah, we continue to hit the ball. You know, add on, add on baseball. And, you know, we were up like by three runs or four runs, and then we just added those last two runs that we really needed. And that's what we need to be, you know, keep doing is adding on. It'd be nice to have a lead and not have to come back, but yeah. No, I agree. I mean, we've been consistent. We haven't had any consistency. I mean, we've been consistently inconsistent this whole year. They haven't Absolutely. shown anything. They haven't been able to show any consistency on trying to build momentum throughout the season. And, I mean, that goes back to my big thing this offseason is they haven't capitalized on the year they had last year. So it's just it's been a tough go. But uh, maybe this victory in this series is uh, is something that they can catapult them to uh, – getting on a hot streak before the break. I mean, I'm, yeah. I've am i said this so much, I'll believe it when I see it. Did you, did you hear that? I Take didn't. your consistency thing back. There was a truck backing up that was like, it felt, it sounded like a fucking dog whistle. Hold on. I had to pull that, like your ears. I was like, damn, this guy's got some strong ass Norwegian ears because that shit would hurt. Go ahead. Inconsistency. Inconsistency. Oh, I just said they've the thing they've been is not consistent, but they've been consistently inconsistent. Absolutely. And as much as I want to get excited about, man, the last two days of baseball that are so that have been so enjoyable to watch. You have a game that you can completely controlled, and then today you had one of these comebacks that yes. This feels like last year. This feels like the love that we had. This feels like summer of 2022. But we're still skeptical, right? I mean, we're, we are still skeptical. And this whole week and up to up to this point has, has proven that. I, I, I know earlier in the year we've been like, this might have been the best wins. I have to say this. I know the latest is the greatest and the most important. But these are the most two many meaningful wins that the Mariners have had all season ninja we're going back to the consistency thing and that's just baseball we end up blowing a series to Washington Nationals we're the second worst team in baseball behind Oakland arguably and then we come back and we win a series against the second best team in baseball against the Rays and there's a huge gap between those two it is and, and that kind of falls into, like, God. who they are, right, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, I agree that is baseball, but also watching the whole season, if we're looking at it in a holistic view, um, I wouldn't say it's just baseball. I'd say it's inconsistency. Yeah, we end up – we'll score, uh, what, you know, the, the Yankees in Baltimore will score 10 runs and blow them out and then not be able to hit the next game and then come home and – not be able to hit against the Nationals, and then all of a sudden, we're, then we hit against the better pitchers against Tampa Bay. Like I don't understand that in baseball. Sometimes, just how can you hit? How can you hit? Not hit against certain pitchers, but then you, you do good against them. Got other guys. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's 
like Hanno said, we've been consistently inconsistent. Yeah, and not, that's about as and, consistently as inconsistent as it gets. And on the skeptical side of things, what this homestand says, it it, 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 it it labels you, it throws you back into that, it keeps you into that sandbox of like, or of that label of inconsistently consistent or consistently inconsistent, however the fuck you want to say it. It yeah, you 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 blow one game and you don't show up to the second game of or the third game, I should say, the the day after, and then it rolls into this the game that we're we're gonna get into and which is game one. Only once you can't get fooled again. Yeah, what we're gonna take a breath for twenty seconds here, and are you ready for this hand or do you have one more thing to add about that before we get into? We're gonna give the lickens. We're giving them some lickens for Friday night. Of, we're we're just gonna acknowledge that that was rock bottom, right? We have to talk about it. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Then we're gonna get into Tom Murphy. Sure. Um, I am gonna do a new intro at the end of this. Okay, ready? So, listen, the Mariners. They hit rock bottom Friday night, I, and I think that was a continuation, honestly, from what happened uh, earlier in the week with Washington. It came off of disappointment. You add that to the disappointment of the Yankees-Baltimore uh, series. Uh, it was kind of a a couple of you know a good a good stretch of. Uh, not good baseball by the Mariners. And we have not seen a consistent, good, full week out of the Mariners. They got a good start. Friday, The um, after an off day, there was a report, which I'm sure you've heard and read, that there was a team meeting that went on for a very long time. Mariners come out after this team meeting, put four on the board, and you're kind of going like, all right. And then... Probably all the things that they talked about in the meeting came back and reared their ugly head. Um, lots of booze. I know I was talking to you, Hanno. I had just gotten into Seattle, and you were like, man, these." you sent me the screenshot from Divish, what he was saying about the, <laughs> the, the booze that were coming down. I had to go and watch the recorded uh, uh, version of that on Root Sports, which I feel like they truncated it. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was pretty brutal. Where, what do you think about it, Hannah? And what do you think the the lasting legacy of it is right now, and maybe for the rest of the season? What happened on Friday night? Is it is it something that God, you're happy it just fucking finally happened, or, or are you still concerned about what happened? Oh, uh, you mean as far as the booze or the game that happened? Just all of it. All of it. Well, the game that happened, you know, I mean, like you mentioned, the Mariners got off to a quick start. Uh, Tampa Bay came back. There was a kind of a play in that game that was very critical. A big slow roller or chopper to Suarez at third. He comes charging, tries to make a play on it. You know, he's not able to pull the ball out of his glove carefully, and it falls out. And uh, the run scores. And, you know, from there, everything snowballed. 
Um, Tampa Bay kept adding on. They kept crushing the ball. They kept taking the extra base. They kept stealing on you. All the things you look at and um, at a team, and they're playing good, tough, aggressive baseball. And that's what you want to see out of a team. And the, the Tampa Bay Rays at that point, you know, buried you. They kept stealing on you. You weren't looking runners back. You weren't playing smart baseball. I mean, I give them a lot of credit to that. And then, you know, as you, the other part was I had never heard, from what I can remember, booze like that at T-Mobile Park in many years. And no, not since uh, Jose Altuve last year in the playoffs, or when the or when the Astros come here, or when A Rod showed back up and down. That's what it felt like to me. I guess I should be more specific. I've never heard the Mariner crowd boo the Mariners. Not opposing teams. They're no, booing the Mariners. You're right. I've just seen people not show up. That's that's about the way that they would. And I think it's, I mean, sure, some of it is probably directed at the players. Um, it could, there's a lot of things that can be directed at. It can be, uh, you know, it could be directed at ownership, the way they're playing. Uh, Chris. How the offseason. Chris, sorry. Joe was talking to me. Did you hear any of me talking to him? I didn't hear a thing. Okay. You, you got to go? No, 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 no. He was telling me because he was going to come do a spot on here. Um, just take it back to the, the booing. And sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Never heard booing like that in, in, from the team. I've never heard booing like that, you know, towards the Mariners. Like you mentioned, yeah, they booed a opposing team, opposing players, guys that have came back, but never – totally booed at the frustration of the Mariners. And, you know, some of it was at the gameplay and what happened, you know, the series before, like you mentioned, they lose to the, one of the worst teams in baseball, the series. Uh, I think there's frustration of being a betrayal from what happened this off season, all the, all the positiveness that last year brought with making the playoffs with the ownership saying, yeah, this is going to be a stepping stone type thing. When we're ready to spend, we'll spend. I think it was just the frustration of a whole grand of things and they let them have it. And like Scott said, we're passionate fans. Some fans might not like booing their own team or their players and that's fine too. But I, I don't think that it was necessarily directed at one specific thing. I feel like it was definitely a cathartic thing. I don't think it was an isolated, you know, uh, situation to that game. I feel like it was everything. Uh, we've seen the Mariners. We've seen them go bad in a game. But let's just say they went bad like this and got their asses kicked. Like, for instance, last year, they got their asses beat by the Houston Astros to end a 14-game winning streak there there wasn't anything like that so it was definitely not what happened right there it's one of those accumulation you know arguments with the fans and uh the team what did you take of it uh ninja you know i'd like to go back and see like when we were booing and who we were booing at or it was just like at the end of the inning when like we got our third out after giving up eight runs in the eighth or whatever it was no actually they cheered then <laughs> they did. So like, who are we yes. booing? Like, they gave the sarcastic like, outburst cheer. Specific, like, person. 
like AJ Pollock comes up and everyone just starts booing him, like or Colton Wong or like somebody that deserves it, you know? Or yeah, I don't know. The, there there the, was not one person. I think that was. No, there wasn't one person. It was just they people started booing out of you know the situation. I mean, they scored two straight touchdowns without giving, without scoring anything themselves. They have a right to boo, and an and a two point conversion. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I agree that you have a reason to boo. I don't feel like people weren't booing Munoz because he got rocked. They weren't they weren't booing. So when the, did they start booing? Like, what was the the thing the the, the set it off? You know, was the. I'd have to go back and look, but I think it was about after the. I think about run nine and ten. Once the they got up uh, to about nine or ten, that's when people started. So about like six, about five to six runs in it. And uh, I, I was listening to the radio broadcast because I had just gotten into town, and Hannah was watching the um, the TV broadcast, and I feel like because I've listened to. Like I said, the radio broadcast, and I and I watched the TV broadcast. I felt like the radio, which it usually is, was a little bit more brutally honest. I thought Goldie and Gary Hill Jr. definitely weren't as kind as Dave Sims. But then I listened to Dave Sims. He goes, "Wow!" And you can you can hear the booze. The booze are raining down. <laughs> you know, he had to call it out. And I mean, just like the announcers will. You know, in those moments of glory, just be quiet. You know, uh, they were being very quiet on the radio and in the broadcast. And definitely, I feel like that's a safe way for the announcers to kind of go, yeah, we agree with you. You know, what do you think, Hannah? I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't think it was directed at any specific player. Um, the, the, like, I mean, like I mentioned, the, the Rays were pissing on the ball all over the yard and when they weren't doing that they were taking the extra base they were stealing all over them um maybe they were booing at the fact that the mariners hadn't gotten a hit since early on in the game i think they only had one hit throughout had, the rest of that game they had one hit after they scored four runs in the second inning that's correct they had one hit and in fact they didn't score another run until the next game in the second inning so they they went silent for a whole nother game, but we're, we don't need to dive into that more than we already have. But yeah, I, I think it was a cathartic moment. Yeah, are we, we going to start booing more at the games now? That's a good question. <laughs> it seemed, like, I guess if you're taking it off of that, that scale, it works, you know, and we're, we're good friends with some Yankees fans. Mm -hmm. We know some Philly people. We know, we know fans from other places and booing is, part of the culture i know like colton wong comes up to the plate and everyone just starts booing him that'd be kind of a first for like the mariners and t-mobile i i don't see that happening i just think you know that it was just a, like i said a combination of a lot of things and frustration and the way things have gone and you know uh it's not in the seattle mariners fan base style oh, either is. and that's why it was so surprising but i mean you know like i said do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I feel like the Mariners fans have had a... Here's how they tell you they don't approve of something. They just don't show up, you know? We don't have the rich history like the New York Yankees where you're like, well, we're still going to go, and we're just going to lay into them. That's just not... You're right. That's not how the Mariners fan base is. 
uh, I think it's a more of a passive aggressive uh, take that they've they've used over the years. And maybe now that we're back in the playoffs, and now you got uh, you got a taste of it, and yeah, yeah I, that's why I feel like the the boos weren't directed at the you know the guys in between the lines. Um, yeah, players are not doing what they're supposed to do. So maybe some of it was, but oh yeah, I think some was. Yeah, I, for sure. Yeah, there there was definitely some some effort booze there, but I think that we're just gonna carry on and carry on. You get mad at what you see at the field, and when that doesn't end for you, you start laying in. <laughs> and keeping it going from what the organization was going to do. Ninja? Who's the number one, like, booing like guy we have coming up? I don't know who, like, uh, this guy comes up to the plate and we're all going to boo him. Well, you know? I, <laughs> there is nobody like that. I just don't feel like Colton Wong. That's not why we hey, suck. Hey, that's hey, not hey. why we suck. But we don't boo somebody. I don't know. Are there right. There's just so many variables, Myron and Ninja. And like I said, with those other things, there's the players, there's the front office, there's the frustration of years of incompetence by ownership. There's just so many things that people think about with this team and are frustrated by it that they just had enough. And people don't have the patience, especially after they were told, hey, we're going to be going for it. You know, back, we're going to tear this thing down on the rebuild. Then we're going to build it back up. And once we have our core young guys together, we're going to go for it. And this offseason was a big offseason in a lot of people's minds because we made the playoffs. We haven't spent money on free agents. Um, and it was a great free agent class. And, you know, we did not do anything in free agency. We signed one guy for $7 million and and uh, A.J. Pollock. We got uh, LaStella for... I don't know, league minimum or whatever. It doesn't matter, but there's just so much frustration all around. It's just not one thing. Oh, don't even get me started. So it's well, a bigger conversation. So we so let's end it here, right? We'll, say, we'll table it. Listen, like yeah. we said, it's it's a relationship with the Mariners. Hold hold that for me. Yeah, hold that so it's so it's so it's uh, what? just right selfie? where I have it. No. The, there you go. Perfect. The lady took hold on. So I need no, I need some sort of there you go. Perfect. It's called continuity. Yeah. All right, Hannah, come back up. There we go. Right, uh, I'm just saying so, that we got Listella, AJ Pollock, and Colton Wong. Yeah, that's what a lot of season the, moves. Yeah. For what we could have, the we could have signed JD Martinez. Yeah, I mean that yeah, that's so. what the booze is. And here's the here's the thing. Here's the the Jerry Springer. You know bring it all in moment, I guess, is, yes, is the Mariners' relationship, a Mariners' fan base relationship, and what has happened and what their, the potential and the easy, it feels like easy potential, easy answers to do. Uh, we disagree with them, and it all just came to a head last night. It was or Friday night, I should say all came to a head on Friday night um, where we had to look in the mirror as fans and go, man, we might be sellers. We're not, we might not have what we thought was happening. It's a, was the moment of 
hey, it's not just a continuation. It's a different season. It happened. Was was it apropos that it came after a meeting? Because maybe if that meeting happens and they go out and they kick they kick some ass. Okay, everything's fixed. Well, it wasn't. They had the meeting. Uh, from what I've heard, the players were low energy, not talking to the the press uh, pregame. You know, luckily they had a game that was, you know, a day game or midday game the next day. They play a great game. They today come back when they got buried right off the bat against, you know, the American League's best team. Uh, two great, meaningful games. And maybe this is the, the moment, just like last year where we were 10 games down. This year, you can't afford to be 10 games down because the, the league is twice as better. So maybe... Uh, five games out in the wild card against most of the teams that you don't have a tiebreaker. Maybe that was the low point to get these guys going. And now you got two wins and you're headed into, you know, uh, you're headed down to San Francisco and then you're headed into, which has been a house of horrors for four games, not just a three game, a four game set against the Astros who for the better half of the decade have been just pounding the Mariners. So, Maybe the low point happening, I'm just trying to be optimistic, happened at the right time. I mean, they're going to have to go through a hot, hot streak right here to convince me that they are buyers. I want them to do that, and I want them to be buyers. But, they, yeah, they definitely need to make some, some changes, especially offensively, especially depth-wise for this team to go on. Hannah, what, what do you got to say before we head on to the uh, 4th of July holiday uh, week? Yeah, though, the only thing would be is, like you mentioned, hopefully this is a jumping-off point for the Mariners. Um, you know, finish off strong. I want you to finish the, the first half strong and and get something going. I mean, they're going into San Francisco. San Francisco is playing on the ESPN late-night game, Sunday-night game in New York. So you're going to have an advantage there of only having to fly a couple hours down the coast where they're going to have to go five hours across country after finishing the game at eight o'clock or at night, or let's see, excuse me, excuse me. It'll be 10 o'clock at night back there. And then you got to fly across country and play the Mariners tomorrow. So if it's a game that you should pick up on the first game, you would hope that's the game you can get and start the series off. Right. Ninja. Oh, we just need to start winning games. You know, at this point, it doesn't matter where it is or who we're playing against. Just one game at a time, one win at a time, put it together. You know, so at some point, we're going to have to go on some crazy streak where we're winning at yeah, 10 plus games out of, you know, a couple of them, really. We're going to have to end up the season about 15 games over 500. And yep. so we're a game under, two games under 500 right now. So we're going to have to, you know, so you put that together if you're into the record. Yep. Uh, well, we're wrapping it up. They're closing up here at Tacos and Tequila. We're going to be back down here all All-Star Week. They're fixing up the place. We just already saw the Fanatics trucks roll down Occidental. All the gear is showing up. People have all of the uh, flyers and banners all over the place. It's going to be 
exciting. Um, man, uh, yeah, let's just hope the Mariners can finish this week out strong. And uh, look, look, it's the second half. It's the second half. We're one and zero in the second half. We got to put this this first half behind us, and they're giving us the wrap up sign here. Hopefully, Tom Murphy keeps it up. Yeah, and Tom Murphy. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to I hope that. so too. He'll be great to trade bait. It'd be great yeah. if he keeps it up. Yeah. <laughs> and what's Shelly at Murphy's going to do with that jersey, Hanno? Give it to Christian. There you go. There you go. Um, anyways, thank you for liking, subscribing, following the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. Again, we'll be down here at Tacos and Tequila for the entire All-Star Week. So come check us out. Say hi. We got some swag. We got some giveaway crap. Come check us out. Uh, and uh, with that being said, Hannah. <laughs> Was that the first half of the Mariners right there? Uh, just fell down the stairs. Uh, no, Hannah, I thought we were wrapping it. You know what time it is. Oh, yeah. Charge. No, you don't need to rap it that fast. And uh, you know what time it is. Give me the rap sign at the place. No, Joe said I could stay as long as I want. Let the workers go home, guys. I know. Just do the goddamn charge. (laughs) Charge. All right. I'm just doing intro. Okay. You can leave, Hannah. Later, Hannah. Yeah. Alright. Hold on. I'm doing my intro. Fuck it. Hold on. I need to do my intro. What up? This is Myron, and you were listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks on the other side of the tracks. Speak easy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. And again, thank you for liking, subscribing, and following us. If you're looking for the gear, you can get that at, at simply.cora and check her out on Instagram at simply.cora. Uh, we are down here at Tacos and Tequila where we are going to be all All Star Week starting Saturday. We'll be here Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday pre and post all the events come check it out uh thanks to Joe and Alex at Tacos and Tequila that's where again I'm doing this episode at uh listen on this episode the Mariners have just closed out we're t- on this episode we're talking about how the Mariners have just closed out their series with the Tampa Bay's Ray with the Tampa Bay Rays taking two of three we're going to start off with the good stuff here and then we're going to get into the bad stuff we know what happened on Friday nights like Remember when you were a kid, maybe maybe you got in trouble on Friday night. Maybe you went to the dance. Maybe you got caught, you know, smoking something. Or maybe you had a little alcohol on your breath. Or maybe you're in a relationship and you guys had this big blowout on a Friday night. And it's not going to be all swept under the rug. We're going to talk about it. But we're going to talk about it at Sunday dinner. And in between that time, you mow the lawn. You, you take out the trash. You unload the dishwasher. Um, you're just a good, good, good person leading up into this but we're still (laughs) you take it out the trash and um take out the trash but listen it doesn't matter what you do we're still going to talk about what happened we're going to get into that right now 